There are many reasons why people may be worried about retirement and why confidence in retirement has dropped to levels not seen since 2008. For pre-retirees and retirees, both are feeling the pinch. Today, we'll take a look at the most mentioned reasons why people lack confidence, and we're going to offer you some ideas, maybe some suggestions to try to keep you uh, on track. Please stay with us on what is our 94th podcast. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force to how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade is founder, managing director of the firm Money Matters USA, a fiduciary firm, Fred of Fiduciary, with a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. We talk retirement here, what should be considered, and taking a fresh approach every week in this podcast, which is, as you just said, Fred, number 94. Wow. I remember we did our 52nd uh, podcast celebrating one year of podcast. Yeah. We're getting close to 104. Wow. Wow. Yeah, two um, years. Yeah, but it's been over two years. We yeah. started on, uh, we did some radio, and then we yep. shifted to podcast. Yep. Yeah. So. Unbelievable. A lot we've seen in two years, and, and that's that's actually what you're getting into a little bit on the economic front. What could be causing uh, an eroding of confidence that people may have, certainly understandable, but it's so important to have confidence with the right planning process, that's where you come in. Uh, one thing that obviously is keeping people from feeling totally confident about their retirement is the rising cost of living that we're experiencing. Yeah, um, inflation has kind of moderated a little bit, but you know it's still in that five percent, in that five percent range, mm-hmm. and um, I've been using two and a half percent as my inflation figure. And I, I, I'm up from two to two and a half. And I don't believe that the Fed can get even close to a two and a half percent target, even though I'm using that. But I, I th- think they would be very fortunate if they can get to three and a half percent without uh, totally crushing uh, the economy. So I'm going to play this by ear a little bit. And um, if if by um, the end of July, we're still in the same range, I'm going to increase from two and a half to three percent uh, as my long term, because I, I think three, three and a half percent is where the Fed is going to be fortunate to to get to. Uh, given the uh, difficulty that it faces in in trying to moderate uh, inflation. It's really fascinating uh, watching this push-pull between the Fed and and the Treasury 
be, because the Fed would be helped immensely if the Treasury would uh, do something about spending. Mm -hmm. uh, and but that's a White House decision as well. Uh, and so far, it's uh, it's not. Uh, so far. Uh, Pre President uh, Biden has indicated he's willing to go along with Republicans on clawing back uh, a lot of this unspent COVID money, and um, uh, that would be that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. If they could also reduce some of the baseline budgeting, that would be helpful. So, uh, well, any anything that would uh, reduce the rate of inflation, the growth in government spending which right now is, is 120% of GDP. It's, it's hmm. unsustainable mm -hmm. uh, right now, uh, and the deficits are, are unsustainable, and uh, tax collections are, are significantly uh, below uh, expectations. So uh, the uh, Congressional Budget Office is, is predicting uh, – Deficits of, of, of minimum of two trillion dollars uh, uh, for the next for the next ten years. Ten years, I mean, wow! That's that's as far as the eye can see in terms of Washington uh, budgeting. So I, I think there's a lot to be uh, concerned about. I have I'm looking at my terminal right now, and I'm looking at the different segments of the uh, economy. And it's not it's not all. Uh, you know, red ink, but uh, there's there's plenty of red uh, showing. So um, there, there's you know, and uncertainty create you know creates fear and um, mm -hmm. uh, and indecision, and and that's what we are we are facing uh, right now uh, is is a lot of uncertainty, and there's a big gap. There's a big difference, but between what the average uh, investor, particularly the retirement retirement focused investor, is doing, and what the professionals on Wall Street are doing. The the Wall Street professionals are very very light on equities uh, right now, and and they're they're biding their biding their time. But they they're they're more into uh, treasuries uh, right now because you can get a nice return, you know, without risk. You can get five percent return with zero risk. So why not uh, why not go that route? Uh, because you're you're in a you know in a no lose situation. You can't lose money. You know, um, we we've talked about Social Security, and there's yeah. a lot of uh, uncertainty around that. And somewhere between, I guess, I've heard everything from 2033 <laughs> to 2035. Yeah. But the yeah. trust fund reserves would become depleted uh, if you break it down generationally. Uh, because you've said before you, you feel they're going to do something about this, but are yeah. boomers safer and maybe, you know, Gen X, that's, that's kind of the forgotten generation. It's on the heels yeah. of the boomers, and they're already in the financial red zone, the older ones. <coughs> Should they be more concerned about it because yeah. there's more time to raise their full retirement age and whatnot? Yeah. yeah, they 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 should be. I mean, something has to be done. Uh, on Social Security. Look, this is a demographic problem, and everybody knows it's really a demographic problem. We, we have fewer and fewer workers supporting uh, more and more retirees, mm -hmm. and we are an aging uh, nation. And, and, you know, politicians have made promises that just cannot uh, uh, be kept. Right. So it becomes, if, if you're you know, in retirement, you're five, ten years from retirement. I don't expect 
that there's going to be any change. Most most changes uh, get uh, are usually phased in. The, the most recent ones were were not phased in because usually it's been over a thirty year period. But I would expect that the system will change, has to change. Uh, we know, and we commented on this before, uh, that the Secure Act, uh, the original Secure Act One and now Secure Act Two Point we both have have tried to turn four hundred one k plans uh, into uh, define uh, offer uh, you know defined benefit type options, mm-hmm. effectively offering uh, fixed fixed income, fixed benefits, uh, annuity type uh, or annuity benefits in reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, th- there are a lot of suggestions out there uh, regarding uh, Gen Xers uh, and. Who knows uh, what's going to happen? My guess is they'll try something that's been tried in other countries where you either combine uh, some portion of uh, Social Security with with an exposure to bonds and equities, uh, or you you add that on as a as an additional provision, and you and you uh, have uh, an optional. Increase. So, well, this was this was done years ago in in France, though so it was done as a lump sum uh, uh, option. But those things have been done in other countries. They they really don't work very well. And the problem really is that these investments are bond driven, and the, the bond the bond return is about two percent, and that doesn't keep up with, with inflation. Uh, normally, I mean, if you have two and a half percent inflation and, and you have a uh, bond that's returning two percent, you, you're, you're losing half a percent uh, all, all the time. You, and cumulatively, you're, you're behind. So, I mean, even the um, cost of living benefit, that's been adjusted downward. And uh, for the most part, there isn't much net after you uh, pay the increase in the Part B premium, mm-hmm. the standard premium. So it's, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to uh, solve it. Uh, and I, I, you know, I hear conversation about it. I hear, uh, but I, I don't, I, I believe that if you're going to do something about social security, it has to be done by both parties. You have to take it out of oh, the realm yeah. of politics yep. and, and whether they do that you know, as it, as it was done on the Greenspan, where you appoint uh, you appoint a commission of Republicans and Democrats, you come up with solutions, and and both parties endorse it, and nobody criticizes anybody. Uh, but if if this becomes a partisan issue, it's not going to go anywhere. Actually, this is the one thing that could make it bipartisan because they yeah. all have the same goal, and that's to get reelected. And uh, and you don't want to. I mean, Social Security and who votes? You know, that could this could yeah. become bipartisan. <laughs> yeah, well that yeah. that force that forces the issue because seniors seniors do turn out and they're serious about voting. Yeah. So uh, something will have to be done. I, I, I find it very hard to believe that we're going to have a 23 percent uh, reduction. Mm. And and uh, con- and con- and the con- and what's the- what are they going to say to us? The Congress is going to say, well, there was nothing we can do about it. Nobody believes mm. that. No. So I, I don't you know, the, the other 
The other problem that we have, and, and you can't get around it besides demographics, is, is the, co- the cost of servicing the government's debt. And if inflation continues on this trajectory, even though it's moderated, but the interest cost goes up, you, we, could be, we can reach a point in, in a not distant future where the cost of servicing the debt is equal to the Defense Department's budget. So <laughs> there's no discretionary. Right now, discretionary is only 15%, which is another reason why you have to stop the increase in, in the baseline budgeting, as was done in 2010. Mm-hmm. But all those caps have been taken out. Uh, over the past two and a half years. So that's that's a problem, and, and it absolutely has to be addressed. And I'm confident that uh, something will be addressed uh, in, in order to lift the... Uh, the uh, budget, uh, the budget ceiling. The debt, uh, yeah. yeah. What happens if we, in your opinion, if we did default, which we did in 2011, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. We did. We did default. Uh, that, that that's a good that's a good catch because uh, when you when you hear all these people talking, they're always saying, "Oh, we've never defaulted." That's not true. We right. did. Yeah, you're right. I I know that. Um, Janet Yellen is talking about the beginning of June. That's not true. There, there are a lot. There are numerous trust funds that the government could tap and mm-hmm. then and then repay. Uh, they they can get out through July, August, right right up to, uh, up to right up to September if they if they had to. You know, given their work schedule is so narrow, uh, they they spend so little time at work. Uh, the they really got to get to a deal this week, which I th- which is why I think the, the White House is forced to uh, back off some of its uh, demands. I, I'm confident they, that, that, that there will not be a default. I'm also confident that they will work out a solution to, uh, to Social Security. Now, it may not come uh, as quickly as we would like. Right. Uh, I, I don't, you know, once you get past this, uh, basically, we're, we're, we're going to be in election season. Uh, once the summer is over, mm-hmm. you know, once we get after Labor Day, I mean, we're off and running uh, and and then uh, politics starts to take center stage. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Well, I know that's the thing. I'm, we, we will have to wait and see on some of this. Uh, you know, it, as far as economic downturns and, and volatility, what we've experienced, uh, don't I mean, it comes in waves, right? And it don't. Yes. You, how do you prepare people to would then not have to go through a panic mode every time we go through this? Well, you know, this is we we've talked about this before, and um, I referred to it as the golden rule of five and ten percent. Which, which is to construct portfolios that are, where you cannot lose more than five or ten percent, either in a downturn or in a serious correction. All right, so maybe it goes to eleven percent hmm. or eleven point two percent. You know, there's not precision here, but you want you want to limit your your downturn. It's very important to do that so your recovery. Is 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 not difficult or not as difficult. You if you lose fifty percent, uh, you need a hundred percent recovery, and that assumes no taxes, no distributions, and no income taken. So uh, if you can keep the losses within the five to ten percent parameter, your recovery is is relatively quick. So that that's a matter of managing risk, um, and. 
the second thing is to have uh, guaranteed income to, to meet your fixed expenses. So if your um, uh, portfolios are, are cratering and, and you don't do the, ma- the magic, uh, the golden 5%, 10%, uh, then you're in a situation where you are being buffeted by sequence of risk return, and you cannot really hit those portfolios very hard. So you need to have an alternative source of income, and that's besides Social Security. And, and that, that's where uh, fixed income, that's where annuities uh, pl- uh, play a, mm-hmm. a huge role. Uh, our life insurance can also be used for that purpose if you overfund the cash value. Uh, but you, you need alternatives to 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 being exposed uh, to the market. Also, having a solid emergency fund. Um, I I read online. This wasn't a question to me, but it was a question to somebody else. Somebody asked somebody a question: Is a thousand dollars enough to have an emergency fund? And uh, the uh, person that asked the question to laughed in their face hmm. because it's obviously. It's obviously not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, what are you going to do with the thousand? Right. Do with a thousand Set of tires, you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's about mm-hmm. what it will get you is, is, is uh, for new tires. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, this is really imperative uh, that people take that uh, seriously, create that emergency fund. Minimum should, should be 90 days. Uh, better if you could have six months. And if you're really highly compensated one year would be in your best interest but six months as a as a minimum so i think you have to accept the fact that we do have uh, economic downturns and um and, and these come uh, periodically uh, certainly every every decade uh we we get this i mean it's a fu- functioning part of the business cycle so it's just it's just baked into the cake. They're not aberrations. Well, let's uh, look at a couple of more things in this segment. You mentioned income, and I know you're going to speak more to that in just a moment. But uh, what's not creating confidence in those uh, who are approaching retirement? How do we fix that? Um, the fact that they're facing longevity, and we know that. We know we have to factor it in. People may come to you, and, and to exacerbate that fear, they may feel they have inadequate retirement savings at Never too late to ramp that up, I guess, especially if you're past 50. You've got some catch-up. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, the Greenwald Associates for the Employment uh, EBRI, the, the Employee Benefit uh, Research Institute, uh, uh, just did a study. It's been all over the uh, all over the media, uh, have, have all been uh, reporting uh, on it. And, um, you know, uh, to me, uh, it's necessary, you know, once you do a longevity analysis um, and decide uh, where, you know, whether you want 10% certainty, 25% certainty, probability, if you prefer that, uh, then, you know, then it's necessary to, to fund uh, for some longer uh, duration. And it's not, it's not enough to say everybody dies at age 90. It's not true. And a lot of advisors set their uh, planning software at uh, at age ninety, but but that's that's not appropriate. And uh, you know, it could be ninety five, ninety eight, could be a hundred, hundred and three, whatever whatever that's going to be, um, be, because longevity is extended, and that means it's more pressure on your 
uh, on your assets uh, and your income sources to provide uh, for that. The other thing is people, you know, try try to avoid any conversation about uh, long-term care. It's always going to be the other guy. Uh, it's not. It's not going to. Ha- I'm going to be in that thirty percent. Mm. That, that isn't. But but it's a gamble. It, yeah, it's an enormous gamble because uh, it could be both spouses at the same time who, who require uh, substantial amounts of money. Uh, people don't think of long-term care as uh, an alternative source of income or a supplemental source of income, so you don't have to keep on hitting your, your primary source of income. You may eventually, uh, but don't you know? But don't go into it with the idea that I have enough assets and I I'll, I can fund it. It's no no big deal. It is a very big deal. It it can exhaust all your all your assets, uh, especially if both spouses uh, are uh, ha- with extended longevity are both going to be drawing from from the same bucket uh, of, uh, of of assets and income. So uh, you know this be, being. Um, you know, being pessimistic and being optimistic at the at the same uh, time. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I mean, you you just it, it, it it's it's getting good advice. Going going to uh, an advisor uh, who is who is not just trying to do uh, a two or three uh, appointment meeting uh, to just do a minimum type of planning. Uh, conflates risk with volatility. Doesn't understand that they that they are not the same, and uh, uh, conflates uh, guaranteed income with probable income. I mean, these are these are all vitally important. And uh, you know, we we go we go through uh, we guarantee people we will meet four times. Most of the time, we're meeting six, eight, nine, ten times mm-hmm. with people before we do anything. Uh, we we are very very detailed uh, in our planning. Uh, we make sure that people understand everything that we're doing, why we're doing it. We read every word of of what we write in in the plan. We have written plans, and we lay everything. Everything out. Any anybody who goes through our process knows exactly uh, where the, where they are. We give them the opportunity to comment. Uh, we may, will make uh, changes, alterations. We will see where uh, where they don't have uh, urgent priority. Uh, where, uh, but you know, th- this type of planning is not a one and done. Uh, this has to be redone periodically. Uh, things change. Nothing stays the same. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think people need to be uh, need to be concerned. Uh, the the um, but some people just find it also difficult to um, uh, turn the switch off on accumulations and, and go to de- and switch to deaccumulation. Oh, yeah. And what works in the accumulation space will not work. In the deaccumulation space, that's not to say that you don't want to have some growth on your money, but uh, but but uh, nobody's going to have nobody in the real world will, will agree to to have enormous risk uh, in a portfolio when they're in retirement because that's that's all their assets are, are there. I mean, they're not working. There's not fresh money, you know, coming in. It's one thing in the academic world to. To say, you know, if you take a lot of risk and are 100% invested in equities over the long haul, you'll you'll be fine. Well, you know, long over the long haul is great, 
but not when you're retired. That's not a long haul because there's no fresh capital coming in. And what you've got is what you've got, and you've got to protect it. You, you've talked about, and you do on every podcast, the importance of having income built in your, to your retirement. Can, can you walk us through that process? I know it's different for everyone, but yeah. sort of a general look and what are some of the good tools in doing that? Yeah, we, we, it's absolutely imperative uh, that yet there is and that you build a retirement uh, income plan. It's imperative. When we talk with, with people, we don't ask them to bring their statements in okay. uh, because that's not our process. Our process is to talk with them. Uh, our initial meeting uh, is no charge. We will spend about 90 minutes, sometimes two hours. Sometimes I've seen them go two and a half hours. Um, we're trying to find out what your attitude is towards money, or what your goals are, what you want your money to do for you. Um, it, all of this is, is really important uh, and, and not say, well, I have this arbitrary thing that I got to have X amount of money. Why? What is, what is this amount of money going to do for you? Uh, how, how do you want to spend your retirement? What's the plan? What's your budget? You have to have a budget. That, that's, the, that's the next thing is, is to build a budget, construct it, go through it, see where you're spending, see what can be adjusted, and then try to live on it. See if you can live on that budget. And if you can, great. If you cannot, then there's more work that needs to, that needs to be done. Uh, we will we take you through this, this entire process of, of uh, income planning, goal setting, goal planning, living your retirement, know why we're doing what it is where uh, what it is that we're doing. Uh, and then we want to set up um, a, a, a system where we are managing risk, controlling the downside, giving up some upside to control the downside. We want to separate out the um, your your income assets. We want to separate our expenses uh, from from assets, from liabilities. What are variable? What are fixed? And um, and, and then de- and then we will we will develop that. We want to look at fees. Fees are extremely important. We want to look at taxes. What the impact of taxes uh, are on an ongoing basis, and then at the sources uh, of income. Put all of that into a coherent. Uh, plan and then take you through that. Uh, our, our risk portion frequently takes, um, huh, I don't know, four or five sessions alone hmm. at, at times because it's at such variance with, with what people um, you know think or what they've been <clears throat> led to to think. Um, now, we have lots of tools all, uh, that, that are different than the software programs that we use. Those tools are, are you know, are calculators, and calculators can be highly misleading because uh, I can take two or three different calculators that all purport to do the same thing and come up with a very different result. So all of that um, is necessary. And then we, uh, all of our software is integrated so the tax analysis ports into the income analysis, which ports into the risk analysis, uh, which ports into the Social Security analysis, and we can see where the gapping uh, is going to be and, and how we, we have to uh, cover that. And then you, you wind up with a, with a very customly designed plan uh, for you. And um, this is not a one and done. It needs to be reviewed periodically to make sure that things are performing. 
uh, properly and where they aren't, we, we need to address it. Your goals, uh, your interests may, may change, your purposes may change. And, um, and so we, we have to we have to make, uh, you know, adjustments and you may have made adjustments in your budget. And we, we need to look at uh, uh, at that as, as well and see if, uh, how how to make that track uh, with uh, with what your assets are. Or maybe we we, we want to suggest to you that that uh, if you can work a couple of years more, that that's vitally important. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's the that's the more important really than the yield that you or the return that you get on your investments is, is working longer, having more capital and putting less pressure on those investments, especially with the extended longevity. So, I mean, th this is a very, very serious uh, process that we that we go through. It's different than what other people uh, do because we, we're our, our planning is is, uh, is heavy duty. And it is uh, designed uh, for people who really want want to get clarity uh, about their uh, situation, and uh, so that they can feel more comfortable uh, with, uh, with with where they are. Well, I mean, that's something that you can talk about. It is a case-by-case -case basis, a custom approach, and a fiduciary approach. From Fred Sade, 800-593-8188 to schedule with Fred, 800-593-8188. We say it all the time, too. Wherever you are listening to the podcast, you can meet with Fred Sade. You're also encouraged to visit his website, moneymattersusa.net. Again, that's moneymattersusa.net and the number 800-593-8188. Well, there is more to come, a quick break, and then we'll come back and actually take a, a quick look and break down some steps that you can take now to help you on that road to retirement. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA, consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Fred Sade. Fred Sade is the founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. Website, same situation here, moneymattersusa.net. See, you can remember all of that. And if you go there, be sure to click on the uh, podcast tab. You can hear the uh, past podcast and also submit a question to Fred because that feature is still on the show and it's a very popular feature and that is Stump the Guru. So if you... You uh, click the uh, drop-down box to submit your question to Fred to uh, for Stump the Guru. All right, we've got uh, some things we'll hit, just basic things to consider when you're close to retirement and on that journey to re retirement. And I guess, Fred, especially in the financial red zone and you've got catch-up opportunities after 50, yep. is that uh, just stay on course with your with your saving and um, and make sure you don't you don't miss it. Just, just again, get as much in there as you can, I guess. Yeah, uh, especially get the free money uh, that that the employer is providing uh, in in the in the match. Uh, if um, if you have a catch, if you can do the catch up, do that. Uh, if your employer does not offer a retirement plan, make sure you open an IRA. 
uh, for yourself and your spouse. Spouse does not require, uh, in, it doesn't have to be working. You, you can, you can uh, do it uh, from your own income. Uh, it's important. Uh, it, it's important to understand uh, allocation strategies. Sixty. We've talked about this. The sixty forty portfolio does not work, and it hasn't worked for some, for some time. So, uh, if, if you're if you're looking at a sixty forty, it's another place where where you should uh, get advice on on alternatives to the 6040 portfolio that work now remember we're, we're in an uncertain uh environment and and when you're in an uncertain environment just do, just staying the cost it doesn't necessarily uh good advice this is this is a good time to to get a to get a second opinion uh on on your situation if this was a health situation you wouldn't hesitate mm-hmm. to get a second opinion this is financial health and this is where a second opinion uh, makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, you you also want to make sure that you don't get that you don't um, make mistakes in in um, in organizing your tax situation. Um, fees uh, are important. If you relate fees to to assets, you can see how much money you could be losing. Yeah, it's true that fees have come down, but uh, but nobody is still working for nothing. So fees are important. Now, some people have earned their fees. They do a lot for you, and they mm-hmm. charge you for it, and others charge you, and they don't do anything. So right. it's important. Uh, and and again, in our software, we can, we can tell who's who's earning their fee and who's just freeloading. And finally, uh, I would like to suggest um, don't lose sight of Medicare. Uh, you you you've got three months before and three months after uh, to sign up uh, for Medicare. The penalty is a lifetime penalty. You never get away from it. And the same thing for Part B. Uh, don't um, don't miss out on Part B because, uh, there, there, again, there's a lifetime penalty. And if you wait one year after, you will be locked out of Part B permanently. So now, you have, now you've got a very nasty uh, situation uh, on your hands. So uh, don't, uh, don't ignore... Now you may have, you know, you may have an option if you're still at work to stay in the in the in the corporate uh, plan uh, where you, the um, um, with with the corporate plan now becomes your Part B and Part D uh, for for medications. Uh, look at look at that, and, and because you want to show that the coverage is comparable, uh, so you don't get penalized later when you retire. And you're no longer covered. And then you also need to look at: Do I, do I want to do Cobra? Uh, it might not be your best option, and it is expensive. So again, we we can provide advice uh, around this. We do not sell uh, insurance, Medicare insurance products, but we we certainly work with people who who do, and particularly uh, a very a couple of very very fine firms that. Uh, uh, that are very, very capable uh, and, and have the software necessary and represent all the companies. So, I mean, the, I, I think we've hit some of the really yeah, key points yeah. here, and we've also hit some of the key points uh, earlier. And, um, you know, some of these things we've talked about in previous podcasts where, where we've really drilled down uh, on them beyond uh, just, oh, know, yeah. just taking them yeah. off here. Well, let me ask you this one question on that Medicare. Let, let's say... Your eligibility age, but you can stay on your company's plan. 
you just would need to, or with the help of someone, reach out to them to let them know that. I mean, how does that Absolutely. work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. You. Yeah. Because because Social Security uh, is is the uh, collection point, so you would notify Social Security, provide proof oh, I see. Of comparable uh, comparable. Okay. Uh, that's the easiest way to do it. The more difficult you can call Medicare. And uh, and they will also walk you mm-hmm. walk you through uh, the uh, Part B process. Uh, they're they're very good uh, at it, but Social Security is your easier because um, they they serve as the collection agent uh, for uh, for Medicare. Okay. Well, as you opened up mentioning uh, another successful and interesting 94th podcast here. So we're going to have to plan for 104 like we did with 52, the two-year celebration. So we're about 10 weeks away from that, Fred. I'm looking forward to it. I'm kind of counting on you hiring a band and, uh, you know, all the open bar, everything, the works for this one. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I assume we have the uh, sound department uh, will help me a little bit. Yes, uh, they to... will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's called theater of the mind. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's good yeah, stuff. These, these are a lot of fun uh, doing this. We, we've provided an enormous amount of, uh, you know, of, of information mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, we, we, we do our best uh, to to help um, people who listen to our podcast um, you know sort out fact from fiction you do and, yeah um, definitely and and um, we do we do a fair amount of research and a fair amount of research that goes into all of these uh, all of these uh, presentations uh, on on the podcast and uh, sometimes we may be going against the current grain. Uh, you know of what passes as uh, what you know group think, but uh, but we 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 try our very best uh, to give you the best information that is uh, available as you and do as hope, a fiduciary. Yeah, and and yeah, and we and we hope that you, that you know you take our you'll take our advice uh, and and uh, you know and and take advantage of our our second opinion. Um, option that we have available for mm-hmm. you to our red light program. That you can uh, get more information on if you visit the website moneymattersusa.net. It's moneymattersusa.net. Thanks so much for being with us on this journey. Plenty more to come. Up on, we'll drop, we drop them every Friday, so 95's on the way with Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.